Hello, star seeds. Welcome back to the Rooted in Starlight podcast with your host, Trisha M. We have a lot to get to this week, and so I'm going to just jump right in. Uh, if you listened to my episode last week, there was a lot that I did on the solar eclipse and the planets that are involved with that. And I'm going to do a bit of a run through for us, just kind of, you know, get some more information out there for you and cover some different aspects of it. I've been doing a lot of social media this week because I decided to do a special kickoff, a special called Eclipse Week. Um, So you may have been seeing me on Facebook or Instagram with... uh, the different things that I've been um, posting on ways to be interacting with this solar eclipse. Um, I want to start, though, with the day before the solar eclipse, because (laughs) one of the things I realized was that I kept having like a mental block on um, one of the huge aspects that's happening on the 29th of April. And that is when Pluto in Capricorn will be going retrograde at 28 degrees. Uh, That will be taking place at 2.38 p.m. And then the other piece that's happening on that day that is uh, very significant is that we have Mercury moving into Gemini at 6.23 p.m. And again, I'm using Eastern time, uh, Eastern daylight time. So just keep that in mind as we're running through the times that I give you. Um, So Mercury moving into Gemini is Mercury getting back home. That's the, you know, that is a uh, sign that he rules over. And so... That is uh, very significant for Mercury. It's also significant for another important reason, and that is that Mercury will be going retrograde um, in the month of May. And so Mercury is currently, even while it's in the last degrees of Taurus, in what we call its shadow period. Um, It began that on the 26th of April, Uh, when it was at 26 degrees Taurus, and it will be continuing that through the uh, early degrees of Gemini. And so you may have already started seeing just some, (laughs) and this in itself is, you know, kind of like who are you attributing what to at this point? I think there's an element where there's just so much cosmic activity right now that it's almost like, oh, okay, this broke down or, oh, this great thing happened. You know, who who's overseeing that? Where's that energy coming from? But you may have started noticing some miscommunications, um, some, you know, things going wrong maybe with your phone or your printers or other, certainly uh, any other uh, electronic devices that you have. Mercury rules over all of those things. And 
one of the things that happens when he slows down to get ready to do his retrograde period is that sometimes those are the kind of things that can um, suddenly come pop up and and happen at the most inopportune time. For instance, you might be trying to print something that you really need for you know a meeting or whatever, and and you go to print it. You don't have a whole lot of time, and so you think, oh, I'm just going to you know, print this really quick. And then you realize that there's no paper or you've run out of ink or things like that. So it's those kind of day-to-day experiences that you might have already started feeling. Uh, If not, you'll certainly be feeling them as we're going through this next week, building up to Mercury getting ready to go retrograde. And now that being said, Mercury as retrograde is not an you know a full-on negative experience and in Gemini I actually think it's going to be working out really well the first thing that I would say to that is anyone that is born with Mercury retrograde in their birth chart you came into this world with Mercury retrograde um, usually Mercury retrograde periods can be very beneficial for you It is when much of what you may have internalized or things that you, um, you know, tend to keep to yourself, you actually have avenues to be expressing them in a more fuller way. For anyone who's born with Mercury operating at uh, normal speed and in direct motion, There are times when what you will find, depending on the sign, that Mercury being retrograde can actually be really beneficial. And I feel on, with this particular Mercury retrograde, with everything else going on, that that that's almost going to be a relief where you'll have a moment to kind of catch your breath and more importantly, gather your thoughts. We've just had a lot of um, energy right now with um, creative ideas because Taurus is all about uh, creativity and, and and growing things. Taurus wants to see tangible results, but you know once the sun moved into Taurus and and kind of got himself stabilized in there, um, the idea of you wanting to beautify things and and roll up your sleeves and get some, you know, get some, you know, hard-earned work done and and won. Um, that's been energy that we've been really tapping into. And then with Venus in Pisces and being exalted and meeting up with uh, Neptune as she did uh, on the twenty seventh, then there, you know, Neptune itself is the planet of inspiration. And so it works with us on wanting to know how do you want to inspire and and where do you want to put that energy? Um, Obviously, Neptune is also the planet of um, divine energy. And so it really wants to tap into our spirit selves to say, how do you want to express that the highest version of yourself? Um, And with this Pisces Taurus energy that's been that's been going on, I feel on some level that that's one of the messages that's happening, especially with the fact that Venus is 
meeting up with these planets in Pisces as she is, where she's exalted, and then being the one who rules this solar eclipse and this new moon that's going to be taking place in Taurus. And so I feel on some level, it's very much where she's trying to say, you know, what is it that's coming up within you? And how, with any of those changes that you may feel you want to make, how can you ground them into reality? And how can you bring them forth and root them within yourself so that there is long-term stable growth that's taking place for you? And that's one of the pieces that I feel is happening I feel that connection's happening with Pluto going retrograde in Capricorn as well, because I almost feel that what Pluto is going to be doing is just trying to remind us of the work that him and Venus were doing throughout November and December and January when she spent such a long time in the sign of Capricorn and ended up having three conjunctions with Pluto. And the last conjunction that she had with Pluto actually took place on March the 3rd, and that was at 27 degrees. And Pluto currently is at 28 degrees going retrograde. So he's very much connected to the energy and the, and the, um, the messages and the guidance that him and and Venus, that Pluto and Venus were actually working on with us during the end of 2021 and the beginning of 2022. And that certainly would have, you know, involved all things relationships and, and, and many things that would have been involved, obviously, with the sign of Capricorn. It would have also been things with... Um, you know, systems and structures um, and our responsibilities to what and to whom. Um, and, and, you know, that, and again, that being an earth sign, Capricorn being an earth sign, it's that, you know, what is it that I'm trying to build here? Um, and then the other piece of that too, would be being able to have the tenacity and the patience so Capricorn is very much about patience and to build things that are going to be solid and firm and long lasting. And Taurus is very much about the endurance and the tenacity to, to hang in there um, and to keep going and to be persistent with, with whatever it is that you're trying to, to work on, whether it's things that you're trying to change within yourself or actual, actual goals that you're actually trying to produce something in some way. Um, and so I feel like with Pluto being retrograde, that there's this element of Pluto wanting to just remind us of everything that's already been worked on so that with the solar eclipse that is, you know, meeting up with Uranus, that we're, that we are very much, <clears throat> excuse me, that we are very much in that energy of 
okay, whatever may come along that we're not expecting, that we're able to, that we're able to embrace it and find, find the way that it actually works for what it is that we may be trying to do. And so I think that's one of the messages with these energies and these cosmic happenings that are taking place on the 29th. Um, and then one of the things that we will have is that Mercury, I mean, um, I'm sorry, not, well, Mercury won't be in Gemini, but um, then the other big piece that's happening on the 29th is then the moon will actually be in Taurus. She will move into Taurus at 8.19 p.m., um, so currently the moon is in Aries, finishing up her, her, um, journey in Aries and she will begin her journey and, and, you know, get ready to meet up with the sun. She will begin that journey on the 29th, um, at 8, 19 PM Eastern daylight time. Um, the moon is exalted in Taurus. And so, um, you know, this is another reason why this uh, solar eclipse is, you know, making the news and, you know, you can basically just plug that in and there's going to be a thousand different ways that you can look at this and, and, and understand it. Um, part, and the reason the moon is exalted in Taurus is because of the ability that the moon has for wanting to grow and wanting to awaken the earth. And Taurus runs, Taurus runs in the heart of spring. And so it begins on, um, you know, it begins around the 19th um, of April. And then it literally, um, takes you right into like, you know, the 20th, um, the 20th of May. And so, um, certainly for anyone that has allergy, allergy issues, um, you know, we're in the heart of spring because, uh, on any given day, you may be dealing with, um, you know, your throat just going out or your eyes just tearing up or sneezing. Um, and so, but, all of that is the awakening of the earth. And so when the moon is in Taurus, it has this ability to create and grow in a way that it does not in any of the other signs. Um, obviously in its own home, in Cancer, um, and in, in, in these other water signs, you know, it has uh, a tremendous energy to bring things forth, but in Taurus is where it really is able to say, oh, what is it that, that I want to create and what is it that I want to do? Um, and let me just roll up my sleeves and, and, and get started on that. And so this new moon in Taurus is a great time to really use whatever intentions you have to grow or change things within your life, within yourself, this is a great time to be working on that and using that as your intention. With the understanding 
that you want to give yourself the patience to know that change and transformation takes time. And, and that as long as you're willing to be, you know, be working on that on a day in day out the way you would with a garden, you know, you, you can't just plant seeds and then walk away and say, okay, good luck. If you do that, you know, you're in a situation where you might have something to show for, you know, to show for what you planted, or you may not. Um, so Taurus is very much that energy of, you know, what is it that you've put effort into so that you can then point to here are the results for that. Um, and so then we obviously have April 30th with the new moon and the solar eclipse. This is taking place at 10 degrees of Taurus, and that will be at 4.28 p.m. Um, and then on the same day, uh, and like I said, Uranus, our planet, um, you know, of awakenings and surprises, which can at times feel like shocks, will be just four degrees from the sun and the moon. And so it very much, the planet of Uranus is very much in play with this solar eclipse. And that very much makes it this X factor. Um, so, I mean, you can certainly have people that might want to focus on certain areas or aspects about a Taurus new moon. For instance, you could turn around and say, oh, you might meet someone new in your life that you're going to be instantly attracted to. And that could very easily be true. Your challenge with this new moon is that with the Uranus factor and with Mercury being in its shadow period, you may also find that a week from now or two weeks from now, by the time we get to the full moon, uh, which will be a lunar eclipse, that that person is not anything you thought and that the relationship isn't, you know, going to be, uh, isn't going at all the way you thought. And, and so that's the piece of this to really just keep an eye on with, what might be coming up for you with this uh, solar eclipse is just to keep in mind that you may be pivoting at some point on things that show up now. Um, this energy, I believe I said this in, in the last episode of the pot, my podcast, you know, this energy of the solar eclipse really started with us, you know, right around the, um, 23rd, 24th. And that was why I decided I really wanted to make a week out of this being, you know, calling it the eclipse week and really celebrating everything that's going on right now in, in the cosmos, because it really is energy that is not only working within us on a personal level, but obviously, as you can see on the world stage, it is very much working with us on um, a generational level. And, and there are going to be changes that will be taking place and taking shape that really will be playing out on a longer term basis. And that's part of what the Neptune, Pluto, and Uranus factor are about. While there will be changes within your immediate environment um, because of the sun and moon and Venus, you also have these longer term 
um, situations and events and experiences that are literally going to shape a frame of time for us. And that we'll be doing that for, you know, all of humanity. And so that's one of the things to keep in mind as well. Obviously, with the Venus and Jupiter conjunction, um, it's at 27 degrees in Pisces, which is the degree where Venus is at her highest exaltation. Um, And so it's like she's just garnered all this energy. And at 27 degrees, she knows she's getting ready to hit the road again and move into another sign. And so she just wants to, you know, pour forth all this energy that she's garnered while she's been in Pisces. Um, and, and I think that's going to be really, um, it's going to be really viable. And, and, and I think you're, you're going to really see that impact with everything that she has gone through since November of last year. You know, I remember the episode I did when Venus moved into to Pisces where I said like she just had a really long journey and, you know, was meeting up with, um, you know, Pluto several times and then Mars moved in and, and, and decided to hang out with her for, you know, the Capricorn and Aquarius um, stages of her journey. And so she was conjuncting with Mars and then at one point conjuncting with Saturn And if you'll remember, once she made it into Aquarius, there was a point where she basically was boxed in by both Mars and Saturn. Um, And so her getting into Pisces was just this breath of fresh air for her. And there's almost been this renewal that's been taking place with Venus herself. And I feel like that's something that's been happening within all of us. And now here she is at this 27 degree mark, knowing that she's ready to pack her bags and, and, you know, begin a whole new journey around the Zodiac. Um, And so then she's like, oh, wait, I want to, you know, I want to leave a gift. And so meeting up with Jupiter here, where he's one of the co-rulers of this sign, and he wants us to grow without there necessarily being any kind of challenges or suffering in the process. Um, I just feel like that energy coupled with this, you know, sun and moon conjunction in Taurus, where the moon will very much have um, a supercharged energy within herself, that you're going to just feel that, things will be able to be working out for you. Um, And then again, with this Pluto retrograde, I think that for Pluto, it's, there's going to be this element of wanting to just remind us, here's what you've already been through. Here's what you've wanted to work on. And so I feel on some level that Pluto is almost there to say, so don't lose yourself or don't lose your head over all this in, all this additional supercharged energy of, um, you know, the goodness of what Venus and Jupiter want to offer us and the moon in Taurus, a new moon in Taurus wants to offer us. Um, and so I would say on that level that that's the only um, caution with this is, as I've said in the past, when you when I speak about Jupiter, is that I love that planet um, as <laughs> 
<laughs> as uh, do most astrologers. Um, but we always do caution too about, you know, the, the excess that sometimes can uh, tend to lead people to go overboard with something. And so there's very much the element of, I feel like that's part of what the Pluto retrograde happening right around that same time is about, you know, is that just be careful. Um, and even with Mercury being in its shadow period, while this is taking place, um, I think there's almost just that little cautionary of like, hey, enjoy yourself, you know, accept and receive whatever gifts um, that you're being presented with um, and be able to surrender and trust that they are meant for your, your highest growth. Um, and, and, but just remember that, you know, there's work to do with those gifts. Um, and there's responsibility that, that, that comes with that. Um, the other thing I did want to mention, um, before I move on from here is that I wanted to also for everyone dealing with young children, especially if you have, children who are Pisces, that you may have noticed um, in the last week or so, you may have even noticed all month once Venus moved into Pisces, uh, there definitely is an extra sensitivity around Piscean children. Um, I think most children, anyway, I, I personally feel that they they feel the cosmic movement um, much easier than adults do. Um, and so I do, I do just want to mention to, you know, just be aware that you may right now have some very sensitive little ones in your home. Um, and to appreciate that while they may not necessarily know how to verbalize what's going on, um, internally, that they are most definitely feeling the energy the same way, you know, we may be feeling it, um, whether, you know, I mean, for adults, if we're feeling, you know, just an inordinate amount of Pisces energy, that could for us mean like, uh, I just need more naps. Like I need to be taking a nap every day or um, I need, you know, I need to be drinking more water or I need, you know, I need to be just, you know, cutting this out of my diet or um and then obviously with this sun and moon getting ready to conjunct, um, you have, you know, that energy. And again, for us, you know, with that Taurus, it's like we can say like, oh, hey, I just need to chill out and relax. And, you know, and, and children don't necessarily know how, you know, especially the youngest ones uh, may not necessarily know how to express themselves in that way. And so, you know, it, 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 you know, it's just to be aware that you may not be dealing just with someone who's having, you know, um, a temper tantrum or, you know, a, a um, you know, a moment of pouting. And then it could actually be that they're just actually internalizing the energy of what the cosmos is doing as well. And, and they're trying to express it in the only way that they know how. Um, that being said, I want to move on again you know that I'm always liking to give patterns and information. So, and, and part of why I do that is because I just feel that it's, it's, it helps when you're trying to understand, well, what exactly does this particular aspect or this thing mean for me in my personal life? 
And when you're doing these kind of reports, whether it's through a podcast or a blog, um, you know, you're not, obviously we don't have everyone's individual chart. And so what you're really doing is trying to be as general as possible, knowing that that itself can be limiting in the way that people can receive the information that you're putting out there. And so for me, I got very early on into astrology in, in what I called like wanting to always look for the patterns of how something might play out, you know, in my life. Um, and then I, and I do that when I'm, when I'm working with clients as well. So I wanted to let you know that the last solar eclipse in Taurus took place on April 29th, 2014. And so if you want to go back to that period, you can get an idea of what was going on in your life and um, have some idea of what might be coming around and what you might be working on this time that is might be obviously something hopefully that is more of a growth or it could be something that is culminating and bringing closure to things that you've been working with for the last eight years. One of the things that's important to understand in relation to this last solar eclipse that we had uh, back in 2014 is that the, the nodes were... Um, opposite of where they are now. And so in 2014, the North Node was in Scorpio. And currently in 2022, the North Node is in Taurus. One of the uh, names that have been given to the North Node when you're, you know, diving deep into this, um, uh, into this uh, study is uh, it's known at times as the little Jupiter because, and I've said in, on several, in several of my podcasts, I've been talking about how the North node is all about wanting us to, um, to grow. It wants us to get out of our comfort zone. And so the energy of the North node is all about what is it and, 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 and where is it? that you need to be able to transform and that you need to be able to reach out to a future that is beckoning you. And that's very much the energy of the North Node. And in 2014, that was in Scorpio and the South Node was in Taurus. Um, and this time around with this solar eclipse, you have the North Node in Taurus. And again, that's just another, you know, just another element. Now, the, the, the North Node itself is at 23 degrees. So it is not interacting um, intimately with this uh, solar eclipse the way Uranus is. But it, obviously, it is in the sign of Taurus. And so that that energy of 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 growth and expansion is very much you know kind of you know pinging out of of the north node um while it's sitting in Taurus um with all this other energy that's that's happening um 
before they meet up with the, with the North node. And so I wanted to um, just give you that as an idea to look at what may have been going on for you. And then the other time frame that I thought would be helpful for those that are trying to understand how this might be expressed in your um, day-to-day existence and personal life, and that is that the last transit, the last time we had an actual transit of the North Node in Taurus and the South Node in Scorpio was from April um, of 2003 to December of 2004. And I know that I did speak to that in the uh, previous episode that I had uh, put out for the podcast last week. And so that's definitely something if you want to go back to look at that, um, that you certainly can. Uh, What's interesting is that in 2003 and 2004, we did not have a solar eclipse in Taurus. We only had lunar a lunar eclipse. And so again, think about when you're looking at these dates that I've just put out for you, think about what was going on in your life, how were things, you know, working out for you? Um, were there uh, beginnings or and openings or were there things that were culminating and closing? And then based on those areas, you know, was it something of health? Was it something in intimate relationships? Was it something in career? Then you have an idea of where that energy is playing out for you with this eclipse that's taking place as well. Um, And then one of the other things that I wanted to do was give a quick rundown of what will be taking place. I'm definitely going to be doing a bonus episode uh, that I think is going to post probably on Monday, May the 2nd, um, just so that I can get a little deeper into May because I'm literally just going to try and cover some of the things that um, are going to be taking place in the first week of May because you will still be in that energy of the eclipse. And so, um, and then I'll dive deeper into that um, with uh, the bonus episode and then dive deeper into May with the regular episode that would be coming out on, of all days, Uh, May 5th, Cinco de Mayo. Um, So May 1st, we will have the moon conjunct Uranus at 12.24 a.m. So shortly after midnight on May 1st, you will have the moon conjunct Uranus. Um, We will have Venus sextiling Pluto on May 1st, and that's at 6.37 a.m., and so again, keep in mind, Pluto is going to be retrograde and, and connect it to that energy that him and Venus had created in the last conjunction that they had while, when she was in Capricorn. May 2nd, we have Venus then moving into Aries. So she will you know, have packed up and said, thanks for everything, Pisces. And move into Aries where she will be beginning her new journey around the Zodiac Wheel. Um, The biggest thing right now I want to share with that 
with more to come is that Venus in Aries is in, in her detriment because Venus rules Libra, which is the sign opposite Aries. Um, Venus again is all about relationships and love and Aries tends to Aries, um, uh, you know, Aries, um, statement is, is the I am. So Aries is very much about the I. Um, and so when Venus, um, you know, gets into that sign, there can sometimes be some, you know, some tension with how does she work her energy, um, of the we, um, into the energy of the I. Um, and I'll speak more to that, like I said, in the, um, in the um, next week's episode. Then on May 3rd, we have Jupiter sextiling Pluto, and that will take place at 6.33 p.m. And then we also have the moon squaring Mars on May the 3rd. And then on May the 4th, we have, this will be interesting to see what happens with this. Remember, in last week's episode, I gave a lot of detail about what, who, what planets were involved with this eclipse, uh, with the solar eclipse. And so if you really want to know how each of these planets were, are playing out and, and where they, um, and where they may again show their energy of what's going on now, that is definitely the episode that you would want to listen to. Um, and so may, Fourth, we have Mars sextiling Uranus. And so that pretty much is the planet of action, which is Mars, sextiling the planet of awakening and the planet of surprises, which is Uranus. Um, May 5th, we have the sun conjuncting Uranus. And again, that's Cinco de Mayo. Um, May 7th, uh, we have the sun sextiling Mars. And so you have some powerhouse planets between the 5th and the 7th. Obviously, the sun and Uranus meeting up is very much the energy of the solar eclipse and, and what it is that they will still want to reveal to us or share with us. Um, well, that's still part of that energy. And that's why we say with eclipses that it's never just that one day and then and then you're done with it. Um, and then uh, May the 10th, we have, so May the 10th, we have Mercury going retrograde and that will happen at 7.47 a.m. And then we also have, one of the other big pieces with May is we have Jupiter moving into Aries. Um, Jupiter rules over Sagittarius so Jupiter works well in a fire sign, um, and Jupiter actually likes being in Aries, and I will speak more to that. Um, so for any of you that have Jupiter in Aries, or for any of you that have, you know, significant, you know, cer certainly personal planets in Aries, uh, Jupiter moving into Aries is kind of like, you know, the party beginning for you. Um, and again, Jupiter moving into Aries is, uh, well, in normally it would be Jupiter kicking off his, his um, time around the Zodiac, but Jupiter is also going to 
be going retrograde later in the year. So he will actually at one point be moving back into Pisces. He is not completely done with Pisces. Um, but him moving into Aries, it, there's, you know, nothing wrong with that. It should be interesting um, to see how that plays out and, and what will be happening with some of the aspects that he'll be making once he is in Aries, especially with Chiron. So keep in mind that with Venus moving into Aries, at some point she will um, meet up with Chiron and so will Jupiter. And so it will be interesting to see how those planets are able to work um, with Chiron himself and and in the way that um, Chiron wants us to be growing and healing as well. Um, that is it for right now. Uh, though I did want to, before I leave, um, I know that I will continue working with um, the planets and how they are associated with the chakras. I did a video on that. And when I posted that, I did get a lot of good feedback from people. And so I'm definitely going to be putting more stuff out, obviously, um, you know, Friday and, and, and Saturday and continuing beyond that. Um, I'm going to be going up to, um, for this eclipse week, I'm going to be going up to, uh, definitely, uh, the fifth, um, putting some things out and then I will, you know, take some time not doing every, uh, probably not doing things daily until, uh, the 10th. And then I'll start up again on the 10th because I'll do another eclipse week for the big lunar eclipse in Scorpio. Yes, there's a lot to talk about with that as well. Um, but I did want to end with an affirmation. I posted a video on Facebook. Uh, I will also post it or share it on Instagram um, for those that are only uh, following me on Instagram. But I pulled a tarot card for the Venus conjunction with Neptune. Um, and I will do the same for the Venus conjuncting Jupiter. Um, and the tarot message that we received as a collective was the judgment card. Um, there will be a photo of that on my social media and that will be both Facebook and Instagram. But I have a trend. I have an affirmation that I wanted to share with you for the judgment card. Uh, and the judgment card really, it's ruled by the planet Pluto. Um, so, and so it's kind of interesting that uh, Pluto's going retrograde right before this eclipse happen, happens. I just really feel again, like there's something about that transformation that's really important for us to, to understand and solidify. Um, and the affirmation is, I transform myself daily, awakening yet more to the call of my spirit. I transform myself daily, awakening yet more to the call of my spirit. I want to thank everyone for your support. I especially, I want to thank all of you that have um, reached out and let me know that you, you know, your thoughts on what I've been doing for Eclipse Week and what things you were really interested in. Like I said, the um, chakras really seem to um, to grab everyone's attention. And so I will definitely work with uh, more of that moving forward. 
Um, I will be kicking off guests here as well because I can definitely um, tell you that that is certainly one of the uh, eclipse things that is happening for me. And so we will definitely be having that starting next month. Hopefully it will obviously depend on the availability of the people that I want to have on initially. So again, thank you all for tuning in. Please, if you like this podcast and you like this information uh, and you think someone else will, please share it with them. Uh, You can find me on Apple and Spotify and other, uh, the other normal uh, places that you get your podcast. So please subscribe, like, and follow and leave a review. Um, as that is very important in order for me to be able to continue doing this, that I love and that I hope you are finding value in as I want to be able to share this with you. Um, that being said, I want to leave with my sign off, which is reach high for the stars lie hidden in your soul. Thank you, everyone. I will have in my notes where you can follow me. You can follow me on Facebook under Trisha Morrissey and Rooted in Starlight. You can follow me on Instagram under Trisha.Morrissey.31. You can reach out to me through email with Rooted in Starlight, all one word, at gmail.com. And if you're interested in a free cosmic calendar, uh, that is actually now set up uh, and, and working better for me than it was. So I can get that out to you. Uh, and I actually know, owe a couple people the ones that I thought I was making. And so that will be on the, its way. Um, again, rooted in starlight at gmail.com if you want to reach out with any questions. You also can message me or leave comments on anything that I am putting out on social media. Thank you, everyone. Be safe. Stay grounded. Take deep breaths. Take care of yourself as, as, as you feel this energy building within you and around you. And just keep yourself in the, in, in the best space possible. Thank you all.